Welcome more. Welcome back to Tea and Tangents with Tara. We are recording from a studio. Today we are with Monica and she's here to tell her story. Hello guys, this is Monica. I'm here again. And it is Hispanic Heritage Month, September 15th to October 15th. And in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, Monica is going to be talking about her journey to the country and what it means to be here illegally. Yeah. (laughs) So take us away. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got to the United States? Who did you arrive with? All right. So I arrived to the United States July 4th, 2008. Um, I was only like four years old. (laughs) Actually, yes, I was four years old when I came. So I was basically a baby. Um, I came with one of my aunts, one of my mom's sisters, and one of my cousins from my mom's side. So it was just the three of us. And okay, so I left El Salvador not knowing that I was coming to the United States. Where did you think you were going? Okay, so I knew that I was coming to the United States, but um, I thought that I was going to go back to El Salvador. Mm. So basically i didn't know my mom or my dad i like barely remembered my dad because my mom was only like no i was like one year old when my mom left and then when my dad left i was like two or three so i didn't remember them at all i only remembered my brother my brother came here a year before i did so basically i thought that i was coming to united states just for my brother's birthday party And then I thought thought that I would go back to El Salvador. So that's the lie that, like, my family gave me because I really did not want to leave El Salvador. Um, I wanted to stay with my grandparents. To me, like, my grandparents were basically, like, my first parents. Like, the first Mm -hmm. parents that I knew because I didn't know my own. So I didn't want to leave my grandparents. It was really sad. And worst of all, like, my grandma, she was really wrong um, and the aspect that, like, she made me, like, dislike my mother because... <laughs> so, when you say dislike your mother, like, when she was raising you, like, was there... Was she like, oh, like, if you don't do this, your mom's gonna come get you? Or was she like, oh, like, your mom is not a good person? Um, it would be more in the aspect of when my mom would mention to my grandma that she wanted to send for me, my grandma would basically, like, brainwash me. And she would be Mm -hmm. like, no, tell them that you're not going unless I go with you. And so then she made my mom look like the bad person. Like, you know, in in my head, my mom was the bad person. She was the person that wanted me to, wanted to take me away from my parents, you know, because in my mind. Your grandparents were your parents. My grandparents were my parents. What's your relation? Let's jump too much ahead, but what's your relationship like your grandma today? Um, So today, uh, I'm more closer with that grandma than I am with my... um, with my mom's grandma. So I stayed with my paternal grandparents. So I'm much... I'm much more closer than them. Well, unfortunately, my grandparents... My my grandpa passed away. But with my grandma right now, you know... We're good. I feel like I'm closer to her. I feel more connected to her than with my other grandmother. I mean, that's good to hear. It's always good to have good relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, going back now to your mom being this like scary person, do you remember, like quote-unquote, meeting your mom for the first time? Yes. Oh, my God. This is like a core, core memory. It's really beautiful, honestly. <laughs> so 
the day that I came to the United States, my parents didn't know that I was coming that day. Like, it was a surprise that my family wanted to give to my parents. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, one of my grand, no, one of my aunts ruined the surprise for my parents. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So one of them went to my mom's job. Well, before she went to the job, my aunt called my mom and was like, Monica's here and then of course my mom was like freaking out so my mom came over to my aunt's house she literally like had her boss drive her to my aunt's house um but hold on let me not get to my mom yet I first saw my my brother when I came my brother he was like I was so excited to see my brother because you know he was basically like the only family that I knew um so when I saw my brother I started crying I, I feel like that's the, nah, definitely not the first time where I felt emotion. <laughs> I definitely went through a lot of trauma. <laughs> but with my brother, like, you know, it was more special because he was my sibling. He was basically, mm-hmm. like, the only, like, closest family that I knew here in this new country after, like, the whole journey of, like, coming here. It was just, like, such a relief seeing a familiar face, you know? And being reunited with him was, like, very special. Um... And then later later on that afternoon, my dad got home from work. Well, we were at my aunt's house again. Um, when I saw my dad, you know, like, I hugged them and everything. And I felt love. But at the same time, I was, like, confused. I'm like, whoa, you're my dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must have been, like, so jarring because you had never like in your young memory had never really seen him yeah yeah but it was really cool um he bought me a bottle of nesquik me too that was my favorite drink ever okay and then later that afternoon that's when my mom came and it was oh it was so good so i saw her coming in and I don't know, like, nobody even told me, like, your mom's here. I just saw her through the window, and then I just ran out the door, and I ran into her arms, and I'm like, I literally said, quote-unquote, you look just like the pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna cry. (laughs) That's so sweet. Okay, we're back, guys. (laughs) So, yeah, so, you know, that's the first thing that I told my mom, and I hugged her, and, you know, it was very, very emotional. It was, it's crazy because, you know, back when I was in El Salvador, when my grandma was telling me all of that, like, oh, you're not going to go with your mom, this and that. I was like, I was with my grandma and I stood on everything that my grandma told me and wanted me to believe. But then when I came here, it's like, this is my mom, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I love you. Even yeah. though, like, you know, you weren't there for, like, you know, like, my baby life, you're still my mom, and I love you, and I'm going to love you for, like, you know, the rest of my life. And, yeah, that was, like, my first encounter, like, ever with my mom that I have memory of. <laughs> that is so, that is so, that's so different to hear, because that almost reminds me of hearing stories about um like adopted children like meeting their new families and that like sense of like instant like belonging or like that like unsureness when meeting your family and it's like it's almost like you met your family for the first time and that's not something that many people can say Mm -hmm. so that's one really meaningful that like you remember that as a core memory and have that that feeling established but it's also very jarring like as a young person like Mm -hmm. i'm sure that was incredibly confusing yeah it definitely was a lot yeah (laughs) 
but um meeting the rest of my family was pretty cool also like um a lot of like the older people in my family have visas so they're like able to travel back and forth between El Salvador and here so when I came here my other grandma my maternal grandmother she was here so I'm like girl what are you doing here (laughs) I was just confused and then I go to the backyard and you know it was the fourth of july so obviously everybody was having a barbecue um i see my my other uncle from my mom's side there which like you know i thought that in my mind i thought he lived in el salvador because i would see him like very often like Mm. he would travel often but it turned out that he actually lived in the united states so when i saw him i'm like girl what you doing doing here (laughs) why'd you follow me yeah seriously And then later that night, of course, because it was the 4th of July, I hear the fireworks. And in my mind, I'm like, no fucking way. Are these for me? (laughs) (laughs) I felt really celebrated. You're like, this is all for me? No, seriously, though. I'm here. (laughs) I've arrived. (laughs) I've arrived, guys. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so cool that you came on the 4th of July. Where did you first stay when you came to the United States? Um, so when I first stayed, my mother was the first one to leave, right? So she had already been here for like, I want to say like four or five years. So at that time, my parents had a more like, not stable, but stable home. So we lived in a basement mm-hmm. um, at this house that one of my mom's friends had just bought. So we were living in a basement. It was a two bedroom, but we also lived with... Um, my other aunt that came with me, she had just, you know, she stayed with us. Mm-hmm. So the other room was for her and her husband. And then in my parents and I's room, we all shared a room with like my brother, me and my parents. How old was your brother? My brother, he was, when I came, he was just entering fifth grade. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. He was just entering sixth grade. Okay, because he's yeah. six years older than you, or seven years older he's than you? He's eight years older than me. Gotcha. Yeah, so he was, like, there in, like, middle school. I don't remember what grade, but he was in middle school. Yeah, and then I came here to start kindergarten. Oh. Yeah, so I started kindergarten here. <laughs> was there anything weird that was that you found weird about living here and, like, in the basement that you first started living in versus living at home in El Salvador? Honestly, I didn't really see anything weird, and... I, I feel like it definitely goes to the fact that I was only four years old. So, mm-hmm. like, I kind of, like, adjusted really quickly. Yeah, and that's really yeah. nice because, like, when you're, you're like a sponge when you're that age. Yeah. Like you soak everything up. Mm-hmm. Do you remember anything from kindergarten? Oh, I, my God. Yes, really? I do. So, the first day of kindergarten, um, our teacher, my teacher was Miss Fallopi. Oh, my God. Her name was Miss <laughs> Fallopi. She was the best, best teacher ever. She made me feel so welcome. She was amazing. So the first day of kindergarten, everybody's name was, like, on a little tag, and she laid it out on the carpet, and she had everybody, like, try to look for their names. And I was the last stupid bitch that couldn't find her name (laughs) because I didn't know how to spell my name. But, you know, it goes back as to, like, how stupid I am because in El Salvador, I did go to school for a couple of months, so... You know, now you know that I never paid attention in school in El Salvador. That's right. You were living <laughs> your best life. Like Yes, I was. And now you know your name, so Yes, now I do know how to spell my name. Yeah. Yes. I mean I'm glad we're in college, so I'm glad too, you know. I made it this far. I'm I must be like smart or whatever. I mean yeah. Um 
that brings me to what is it like being in college as uh, an undocumented individual? Does are there challenges that you want to share that come with that? Um, is there anything that you've experienced with other <laughs> students that are just, you know, uh, frustrating? Yes. Oh my God. There is definitely a lot of challenges and a lot of obstacles that I've gone through. And, of course, it all started when I was applying to college, you know, when I was looking for colleges. Well, to be honest, I didn't really apply to a lot of colleges because I already knew that I was going to go to, like, um, a community college or a really cheap school because that's what my mom always told me. She was like, if you want to go to college, like, yes, I can help you, but mm -hmm. it has to be something affordable. So, of course, like, I wanted to go to college. So I ended up going to community college. But, you know, that same year, at the same time, I saw all of my friends applying to, like, all these nice colleges and stuff in some way. Like, it made me, like, a little bit jealous. Like, damn, I want to go to a nice, you know, like, private school or whatever or, like, go away to school. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I couldn't. Like, there was a point where I was like, I'm going to go away for school. And I don't care what you say, mom. <laughs> I'm going away. But then, you know once like things started to seem more real I was like no I have to be like very realistic with myself and I have to you know listen to what my mom says because I could go to school I could go away to school but you know that's when money becomes the issue and financial aid because I'm not able to apply to like FAFSA or whatever mm -hmm. because I'm undocumented um so I don't get much government support and that is something that like always angers me because you know um I don't mean to talk shit about my brother <laughs> but <laughs> my brother he has more opportunities than I do because he has a legal status you know right. um and by the time that he graduated high school he had that legal status and he didn't take opportunity of it even though he could have my mom like begged him to go to college yeah. she was like I'll help you pay but like 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 please do something with yourself you know and my brother didn't take that opportunity. He was like, whatever, fuck it. So I also envy my brother a lot. And it also angers me that he had the opportunities that I wish I had. So, yeah. I could definitely see that in you because you are a very ambitious individual. Like, regardless of if you, like, show it out really, which you don't, like, you're humble about it. But you have goals for yourself mm -hmm. and you want a life for yourself and you don't want to you know waste opportunities like you're always looking for the next thing to jump on like whether it be like the next institution you want to go to or what you want to do career wise even though you don't talk about it much in like a social setting like it's there and like it's not like you're wasting your life away and not that your brother's let me skip over that you can talk shit about my <laughs> <laughs> not that your brother's wasting his life away but um you definitely <laughs> Ricardito, if you're listening <laughs> also happy early birthday shout out birthday shout out to my brother <laughs> nice fucking bad about and to brie brianna happy birthday, happy birthday brianna. brianna hi guys so this is jen i'm also here i'm just like a side character on the side you know um but i do want to like say something like to the people that do go to school and get this financial aid but like don't take advantage of it kind of just go to school to go to school fail go party and stuff so I think like this should be an example of why you should want to like take advantage of stuff like that so yeah just little 
just a little advice definitely because there are so many people out there like myself that would kill that would kill to have these opportunities because of how badly we want to like have success and there we see so many people out there that have the money that have you know obviously like the legal status to do so much with themselves and then they just like throw it all away like it's nothing and it's so unfair it's so frustrating I could see how that would be frustrating I would be frustrated too if I were in your shoes because I also love school I love being at school I love learning and to have to be deprived of that opportunity is a big load Mm -hmm. I'm really really happy that you're in school and that we met like you know, and we're both in college. I was reading a little bit about it before we spoke today. Um, so right now there are no federal laws that bar undocumented students from pursuing their education after high school, but there are no federal laws that require public or private colleges or universities to accept non-citizens, which is, I mean, I, I think that's a huge deficit for people who are undocumented yeah um you know what i like to do well especially now that i'm looking at transferring i ideally i would really like to go to a school that um supports students like myself like for example in high school when i was looking at colleges i was looking at john jay john jay has a lot of support for like immigrant and undocumented students that's why that was like a huge like that was a huge big deal for me because you know it was going to be a safe space where I felt supported, you know, mm-hmm. and I felt like seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the only bad thing about it was that, you know, obviously John Jay is a school of criminal justice and that's not something that I want to do. Yeah. So that was the only bad part about it. But I really, really love John Jay and like their mission statements. It was it was it's amazing. It's really nice to have. Um, it's really nice to have support. You know, when there really isn't much support around you. So when you see that, it's just like, wow. Like, there are people that want to do something with us and, like, support us Mm -hmm. and give us, like, a direction of where to go. Yeah. I think having that institutional support from your university or college can make all the difference. Like, no matter where you are as a student and your legal status, it if you don't have that type of financial advice, academic advising, resources that you can use without feeling scared to go to, like that will make all the difference in your college experiences. Uh, one of the questions that I have for you today is how can friends support their undocumented friends? How can I support you in areas of your life that are a little bit more challenging? Well, when it comes to friends supporting, it becomes, you know, it's a very complicated issue because I feel like, you know, a lot of my friends, they would want to support me in a way where I could get a legal status. But obviously, <laughs> like, that's not in their hands, you know. Yeah. So it's very difficult. But I feel like just trying to understand, like, where I'm coming from and just, like, hearing me out whenever, like, I'm in frustration or anything like that. I feel like that's, like, that's the best help that, you know, a friend could give because sometimes I just want to vent. I just want to vent about how frustrated I am, about how angry I am. You know, that's all I need. I just need to vent. And I get that. Yes. I get that. That that's, You have a lot on your heart and your plate. Yes. Um, Fuck the government. <laughs> Literally. 
<laughs> Teen Sanchez with Tara does not support fucking the government. <laughs> Monica does. <laughs> um, are there any experiences with racism or xenophobia that you're willing to share? So, I've honestly never encountered, like, racism. Um, Blunt racism, well, at least, you know? Like you could say? I have, but it's never been, like, in school. Because I've always, like, grown up in, like, I guess, like, the hood part. <laughs> Ever since I came, um, the first town that I lived in was, like, yeah, very, very ghetto. <laughs> and then I came to... So... I have never encountered racism in schools, at least, um, because I've always lit. I've always lived in like, in like towns where there is a lot of Hispanic and like Black people. You know, a lot of people of color. So I've never experienced racism there. Not from students. Not from teachers. Thankfully, um, and then I had never experienced racism in a public place up until this summer. <laughs> What happened? So basically, it's actually such a funny story. (laughs) So actually, I was with Genesis. We were at the beach. And, you know, we went into the field that we usually go to. That's like our usual field. So, you know, of course, when we go to the beach, like you want to like listen to music and whatever. And of course, we love Spanish music, obviously, because mm-hmm. we're Hispanic. Bad Bunny. Bad yes. Bunny, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, okay. So, we go to the beach. We set our things down. And then Genesis starts playing music on the speaker. As soon as we get to the beach, though, like to this field, we notice that there is a lot of white people. There's only white people, which was like kind of strange to us because usually in that field, it's always like young people, always like young, Hispanic college students whatever so there's always like good vibes but that day there was just a lot of white people so we start playing the music as soon as we start playing the music the lady like in front of us what she tell you jen she was like you cannot play that here you can't play music you can't do that whatever and it went to as far as like if you could play that, I could play my religious music. And we were like, we have no problem with you playing your religious music if you let us play our music. Yeah. And I, since I didn't want to start any, like, problems, I was like, it's okay, because we saw that they had, like, a baby. Mm-hmm. So we, like, kind of, like, wanted to, like, move a little or, like, lower the music down to not, like, interrupt the baby, you know? We took that into consideration. I told her, like, I understand you have a baby. I'll lower it down. Like, there's no problem, you know what I mean? But they like came for us like literally came for our nags told us that we could not be there that 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 we could not play music this this and that and the fourth and we ended up having to leave not because um we wanted to give them like the right or anything but just to like avoid conflict because you know there is like big discrimination against hispanics and like people people of color and they are white so we were we just wanted to avoid any more problems or any police involved or anything and we just wanted to enjoy our beach today yeah because no one's trying to escalate the situation to get the police called on them i know like there's a line between definitely you want to defend yourselves you want to say well this beach does not have any regulations against playing music Mm -hmm. and you know it it is a public place but you also don't want to put yourselves in danger or like sacrifice your safety for that being right yeah, it was definitely an interesting 
it was an interesting alter- altercation, I guess you would say, um, because it did get a little heated, you know what I mean? Like, we're Latinas, so like we don't <laughs> like to stay quiet. So, you know, me and Monica were like fighting with them, not like physically, but just like going back and forth with them because it was very unfair. It was unjust. Um, it made no sense, like, you know, because we played our, we knew the moment we played our Hispanic music, it would be a problem because of the people around us because it had never ever been a problem in all the time we've been going to that field so yeah that's it's icy here but that's not an uncommon um altercation that happens with people of color i mean i feel like we are all often told that we are too loud or that we are taking up too much space or that we don't belong here okay go back to where you came from that like (laughs) <laughs> oh, I I could go on for this about this for hours, but like, how can you tell someone they don't belong in a place or that they don't deserve to mm-hmm. take up space? We are all living in the United States. We are all, you know, whether or not you're a citizen here, or mm-hmm. whether or not how you've lived here for twenty years or whatever, or you know, you're here. Uh, I'm here. Like this mm-hmm. is the land. <laughs> This isn't Glendale. No. <laughs> um, you know, this is yeah. a land of immigrants and yes. it is stolen it land. So Yes, yeah. exactly. How can someone be illegal on stolen land to riddle me that? Yeah, I have I literally have a sticker like that on my computer. So thanks, Tara. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because like mm-hmm. how she was like, Oh, I can play my religious music. Then play it, girl. Then play it. Yeah. Like we have Jesus, no issue with Jesus, that. Jesus, like what if that was <laughs> what if that was my religious music, you know? <laughs> yeah, but definitely it was it was crazy and it was hot so like oof yeah, it was hot not I a was fun experience heated <laughs> it's okay you know whoever that lady is I hope she got a bad sunburn that day <laughs> me too <laughs> um do you think that arriving in the United States like in you know this time period post 9-11 was different than if you were to come maybe in the 90s or the early 2000s because um, my mom came to the United States before the 2000s she came a long time ago and she's been here for a long time but I think it was very different coming in a post 9-11 world for some people do you have any thoughts about that? I don't really know if it made coming here differently because, you know, again, like... You were young. I was young and also coming from El Salvador into the United States, you know, um, nobody really knows about 9-11 in El Salvador. So I wouldn't really know much about coming here. But being here, yes, there definitely is, like, a lot of discrimination against, like, people of color, um, especially, like, in social settings. Like, let's say that... Let's say, for example, that there is an Hispanic mother walking around with, like, her kids in a setting where there's a lot of white people. Obviously, that mother is going to get, like, looked down. Or let's say that there is a random kid, like, riding his bike in a neighborhood, in a white neighborhood. Obviously, like, everybody's going to think that he's up to no good. Meanwhile, he's just there, like, minding his own business. And that, then again, that goes, you know, um, due to 9-11, you know? Everybody just looks at us, you know, brown people as, like, terrorists, as... Um, Taking people's jobs. 
taking people's jobs. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite one. <laughs> taking people's <laughs> jobs. But yes, of course, <sighs> there unfortunately is a lot of discrimination due to 9-11. That's like a huge marker of um, how society was and like how the government treated safety and the privacy of individuals. Mm-hmm. Um so let's bring it, let's reel it back in towards your personal life, Monica. Um, how do you, do you work? Do you want to share anything about working? Yes, I do work. Um. <laughs> Tell us about them kids. <laughs> oh my God, the kids that I babysit. You know, they're sweet kids when they want to be sweet. But when they're not sweet, boy oh boy. <laughs> I want to like, <sighs> I want to leave them kids there. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I, it may, you know, it makes me realize that I will never, ever be able to be a stay-at-home mom because I would go insane. Like, I'm only there with these kids for, like, what, like, four, nine hours at most a day with them. And it's insane. Like, I get headaches. Yesterday, I was there from nine in the morning until four in the afternoon. And... My headache when I got home was insane. Like, I was just in a bad mood for the rest of the day because the kids were terrible yesterday. But, you know, we have our fun sometimes, you know, when they're well-behaved. We have fun. We, like, play games, you know. I care for the kids, of course. They're really sweet when they want to be. But when they're bad, (laughs) they're They're really bad, yes. But, yes, I have been... I have been very fortunate to be able to land with this family um, because they, they're they very considerate like with my schedule because they know I'm in college, so they don't go like too crazy with the hours. So, you know, I'm pretty, pretty thankful for them. They're really cool. The parents are very, very chill. They're nice. They're nice people. And they're kids. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Yes. Because kids can be a hit or miss, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my second question, I know, but I want our listeners to hear. Driving. What is driving? In, okay, wait. Let me preface this by saying driving is a scary on Monica's car, in Monica's car, on purpose. She'll make you fear for your life a little bit just to, just to like, give you a little rush. Just to, like, yeah. just, to make you, just to make you appreciate your life. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, but you're here alive, aren't you? Barely. I am. <laughs> Barely. No, my driving is pretty cool, guys. Like, you have to admit. Like, dri- being in the car with me is very, very fun. Wait, I'm going to talk about an experience we had. Um, So, she was driving really fast, and it was like she had to hit the brake really, really, like, all of a sudden. Um, it was when you were behind, like, the help truck, remember? And you were about to, like, hit them. The help truck? The help. Like, it's, like, what? in our, like, community or whatever state, <laughs> they have, like, help trucks for, like, cars that I guess get, like, stuck on the <laughs> highways and stuff. We were, yeah. So we were, like, driving. And, well, she was driving um, with, like, no remorse for her life or my life or anybody's. Um, so she was driving. And she had to hit the brake really quick, and we legit, like, like, literally stopped, like, two inches away from this car. And I was telling her, it was kind of funny, we were laughing it off, I was a little scared, but she was laughing it off, which, okay, slay queen. Um, like, who would help the help truck? Another help truck? Another or, help like, truck. That was... Another help truck? Yeah, or would the help like, truck help you? Like, I become the help truck? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, no. yeah. And curbs, they're our best friends. I don't really hit curbs, unlike Genesis. I... No, they get in my way. Sure, no. sure. Genesis's thing is honking the horn. Yeah. Literally. Oh I my was... god, it is. So. No, because I'll, you appear at a red light, the light will turn green. It will turn green as it's turning green. Genesis is reaching for her horn to no. honk it. Because like, I have to be somewhere and the light is on green. So Girl, it's my right. Sometimes <laughs> we're just going to Target and you're just honking it because we're not in Target as quickly as you would like. You drive into a pizza place. But, and she's like, I'm not a crazy driver. I don't think I'm a crazy driver, but Monica definitely is. Sometimes I do be getting scared when I'm in the car with you, Jen. Oh, I've never felt scared okay. of car Jen. I felt scared, but, but I'm Tara, scared. don't lie. I feel a little, don't lie, like, baby I'm girl. Like, oh my god, when she when she starts honking the horn, that's when I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> let me avoid eye contact with the other drivers. <laughs> no, I'll stare at the driver. Me too. I'm scared. Like obviously, I'm scared that one day, like I'll stare at them and they'll like pull a gun out on me or something. Oh, they no. pull a bat out. But I don't fight with people on the road. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing I don't oh, fight with. Them I do. That's really scary. Oh, Monica literally will. It's scary. I do, and I have many times. And curb, curb the road rage. <laughs> because I do have a lot of road range, and it's bad. I know it's bad. It's something that I should work on, but I don't really want to work on it because, you know, I guess, like, not to fall into the stereotypes, but I'm a feisty Latina. <laughs> <laughs> no, but going back to your question, Tara's a safe driver. I've never oh felt Oh, my unsafe. God, Tara is the most safest yeah. driver ever. Today. Thank you. It feels like I'm in a car with, like, a grandma. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I want everyone listening to this, especially if my cousins are listening to this, um, to hear this testimony. I'm going to print it out and put it on the back window of my Prius. They think Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm going to tell everybody that you're a bad driver now. No, because, <laughs> because I don't I don't have an ego when it comes to driving because everyone thinks I'm a bad driver. So you're I, think you're, I think you're a good driver. Yes. I've never felt like unsafe, I think, in the car. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. there was a time where one of us, and it wasn't me, thought that making left turns on red lights. <gasps> She's putting that She out cannot there. come to the phone right now. <laughs> no, she, so, <laughs> you're allowed to turn on right, I mean, on red, um, towards right. the, yeah, right, on because a, you're not gonna at a red light. Another car. But you have to obviously stop, um, and then turn right. But Monica <laughs> thought it was the same thing for the left, the left side. Listen. And we were on the way to the gym, and she's telling me, like, to throw myself. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like she has 80 heads. And she's like, wait, you can't throw yourself? <laughs> Mind you, she had been driving for a couple months or maybe a year. And, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it, like, at the beginning of the summer? <laughs> yeah, okay, I but, like, remember this happening. in my defense, and guys, just to put it out there, I do not promote driving without your license or driving unsafe. All right. Yes, please drive, drive with a parent drive if, with you don't a have parent, license. if you don't have a license. If you have a permit, drive with a licensed individual 21 or older. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that being said, um, at that point, I didn't have my license. So <laughs> excuse me for not being um, very knowledgeable about driving. But now I do, guys. So and it's this okay. Is, this I'm is on why, the road. guys, you need to have experience. <laughs> yeah. She's there the there road, are so licensed driving drivers off that the are road if Monica's on the road. And I am on the road, so nobody better get in my way. Yeah, reduce our traffic. <laughs> Don't catch me in traffic. Don't run into me if there's traffic. Because I will honk at you. And so will Genesis. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And I will just be like quietly behind your car, but like I'll pull up like almost up to your bumper. Yeah, that's my oh. thing. I sh- Ooh, I short stop. That's very scary. That's, I don't like doing I, that. I, I, that's also I, scary. I've been trying to avoid doing that because I tend to stop short, and it's not good. Yeah, because then someone no. might rear end you. Yeah, so don't do that, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm avoiding it. Yeah, no, you gotta work on that, Tara. That's very dangerous. Thank you, Monica. You're welcome, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things you need to work on, Monica. Genesis. Genesis. You too. I think I'm okay. Yes. No, baby girl. You want me to start talking? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave us with today or share that's on your mind or your heart? Um, I just want to spread happiness. <laughs> it's very random, but I feel like the world needs more happiness and more peace. I agree. Yes. Spread yeah. happiness. Spread peace. Yes. Spread happiness. Spread joy. Spread positivity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you both have, though. Like, both of you guys, Tara and Monica, they will always, like, want to cheer you up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not in a corny way. Like, I'm not trying to hype you guys up because you both think you're the main characters. Um, Genesis, we know we're the main characters um, in your life, so thank you. There only can be one, and there's two of you. So y'all battle that up. We it's half and duo. half. Yeah, it's a, it is a duo. <laughs> no, but they're always happy. Like, no matter, like, Tara could have 80 assignments, 80 jobs, <laughs> 80 internships, and Monica could be going through 80 traumatic experiences. <laughs> um, they'll always cheer you up, so... Good job, guys. Keep that up. Thank you. Keep the good work up. Thank you. I'm so blessed to have the friends that I have. So thank you. Oh, Tara. (laughs) I'm going to cry again. (laughs) Don't pause it this time. (laughs) Let the people know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Teen Tangents with Tara. Pleasure having you on again. Oh, my God. It was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure being back. (laughs) And thank you, Genesis, for listening in and for your input. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here for the little moments. You know, I was eating, guys, before that, so (laughs) sorry. And to our listeners, we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.